Welcome to the Build Your House podcast. Build Your House is designed to give you the tools you need to disciple your family. Each Monday during the school year, we will be taking time to talk about real issues that we are facing with real answers from the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Living Way. Welcome back to the Build Your House podcast. Of course, not just Living Way. Anybody that's listening, if you found this podcast, we're glad you're listening too. Uh, this podcast, as you heard Brother Jared just say, is about building your family, your relationship with God. And in fact, that's what we want to talk about today. I would like to deal, if I could this month, with phrases we say in Christianity that may not be something everyone understands. And I think that relationship with God is a phrase that kind of fits in that category. Not everybody fully understands what it means. So I've got some guests with me today, and we're going to talk about our own relationships with God and, and so that everybody kind of understands that it's different a little bit for every person. Uh, so I'd like to introduce my, my guests first. Over on my right, I've got my brother-in-law, Marcus. Hello. Nice to be here. I'm having fun. Man, you look like you're having fun, bro. <laughs> Glad you're here. Across from me is my dad. This is Lynn's story. It's your turn. <laughs> Hello. It's good to be here today in your studio. Oh, Excuse yes. me, just a moment. And get my walker out of the way. I am an older gentleman and yeah. been living for God a long time. Yeah, this studio looks an awful lot like your camper. <laughs> it really does. Oh, man, then over on my left, I've got my Uncle Cedric. Go ahead, man. Hello. That was, man, that was like you practiced it. And then hiding in the corner, we have Nick Bro. What's up, what's up, what's up? That Wow, that was, you just had that on lock, ready to go. Right out of the holster. All right, guys, uh, I guess we'll just go around the room in the same circle again. We'll start with you, Marcus. Uh, you've been in this thing, this Christianity business, for a very limited period of time, really. Yes. You've just like Not even a full year. Not even a full year. Yes. And from what I have seen, you're chasing God. You're really pursuing him hard. He has got a significant primary role in your life. Could you tell us a little bit about what it has been like to discover your relationship with God and where it is now? What, is, what that phrase means to you, at least. Oh, wow. Uh, then for God, it's been amazing. He's really kind of taken the reins in, in my life a lot. Uh, I'm having to do a lot of things for myself, but at the same time, he's been guiding me the whole way. Mm. Uh, whenever I need something, not just want something, when I need something, he's always there to, to provide it for me, Yeah, give it to me. He just nudges me in the right direction and just kind of leads me the way. Yeah. It's really been amazing. So for you, relationship with God would be like a somewhere between a father-son and a teacher-student dynamic. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool, man. You said less than a year? Less been than a year. been doing all this? That's I was really baptized cool, August 21st of last year. Wow. Man, let's just everybody take a second at home and give the Lord a hand clap for bringing Marcus in. This is awesome. This is awesome. Uh, Mr. Story which there's three of us in here, so I'll have to clarify which one I'm talking to. Uh, my dad, Mr. Lynn's story. Yes, sir. Uh, you are, I won't say your age out loud, as to not embarrass well, you, you, but uh, I think what, what, they were inventing dirt as a toy when you were a kid. It's been a long time, you know? It's been a long time. And, of course, you were born and raised in this. What is it like, uh, not to completely throw away what I just said, but at 63? 64. 60, at 64, what is it like at this point in a in a long term relationship with God? 
What does that phrase, relationship with God, mean to you? Well, uh, you were, to say the cliche, living for God, a lot of times I think that people that haven't heard that before or haven't been exposed to that before, it can sound performance oriented. Right, right. In other words, I'm living for him. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that to please him, uh, that kind of thing. To me, relationship with God is living with God. In other words, as in relationship, uh, and over the years, I have just grown accustomed to talking to him anytime, especially in my, my prayer time is in the middle of the night, uh, and uh, he's always there. And my concept of God has always been that he's a God of love. Yeah. And so uh, for me, uh, at this journey, if, you know, you say when you first get married, oh, I love you, and you exchange your vows, but... I think that love intensifies. The more years you're together, oh, yeah. you know, uh, been married to your mom 30-plus years. I love her more today than I did then, which sounds hard to say with words. Right. But uh, the same thing is true of God. I think our relationship together is much more deeper today. I think I understand him a little better, know uh. him a little better, and uh, I just want to pursue him more. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, but again, to me, that's relationship. It's living with him and yeah. not for him. I love the phrasing "living with him." I've, I don't think I've ever once considered that. That that keeps the, the conversation open to people who don't understand what you're talking about, so it doesn't become a daunting task for them entering. But it also makes living on the inside of that relationship. It makes it more intentional. You know, like if you uh, again applying it to marriage, if I'm living for my wife. Again, it implies the performance, but it also it puts her in almost a deity position. Like, that's the reason I get out of bed, which I love my wife, and I want to do things for her. Right. But if she takes that place of God, I've done us both a disservice. Actually, right. all three of us, me, God, and Sarah, right. are, are all dealing with, mixed, we're dealing with misplaced priorities. Or at right. least God's not, but I'm putting him in a, another place. Living with Sarah, there's, much, there's a lot of intentionality that comes with that statement. So I really love the way you phrase that. That's awesome. Uh, Cedric, this is my uncle, the other Mr. Story that's here. Uh, Cedric, uh, of course, my dad's brother, they were raised in the church together. And uh, early in, on, on his journey into manhood, my uncle left the church, left the Lord for a number of years. And in the last couple of years, he's come back around. He's, he's chasing God. He's in a, a similar position to what Marcus is in, but with years of knowledge sitting in the background. So at this point, 50... Six, Nine. 59? Dear God, y'all getting older while I'm talking to you. <laughs> uh, so at this point in your relationship with God, considering where you've come and where you have stepped back in with the Lord, can you shed some light? What's that experience like? What is your relationship? What's that phrase of relationship with God mean to you? Well, first of all, I would say that my understanding of God being a loving, kind non-judgmental father has really become true to me in the last year or so. Yeah. And just understanding the realization that he loved me just blew my mind. And it was a process of, of time that <laughs> I started being understanding that. But I would say as far as relationship with God, I think that the easiest way for me to describe it is any other person, human person that we're friends with, we talk to them, and we talk just like you and I are talking. Yeah, yeah. And I think my upbringing, I think I was conditioned or I got it in my head 
that I had to be praying so intently or I had to be crying or there had to be all these emotions involved. And only recently have I understood we all talk to each other on a regular basis. like We're talking. Yeah. And that's been huge to me because I just talk to God just like we're talking. And it's become more comforting to me. Uh, But anyway, it's just, it's conversation with God. That's awesome, man. That's good. That I, not to take the baton like right out of your hand, but for me, I was I was raised on church pews and the back seats of trucks and traveling all over the United States and um I mean different churches every weekend and Holy Ghost fallings and people getting climbing out of wheelchairs and I mean just all kinds of stuff spirits coming out of people just deliverance miracles all over the place and not to say that I didn't appreciate it but it it, it became very normal became very passe to be in church. It, was, it wasn't a bad thing by any means, and I, I, it wasn't that I had no respect for it, but it wasn't strange. Like, Think of it like Superman's children would not find it strange that he like blocked a meteor. It wasn't surprising to them. So because of that experience, I never really pursued it. I didn't have to fight to see those things happen, so they were just always happening around me, never in me or through me or to me, but I got to see them. So I really didn't pursue God at all until I was nearly 19. Not not on purpose, at least. I was right. present in church services and altar calls, and people prayed for me, and I, I felt the Lord. I got the Holy Ghost when I was 13. But on a personal level where I, I wanted to be a part of this relationship that other people were talking about, I didn't try that at all until I was nearly 19, and I didn't really take it serious until I was probably 21 or 22. Like I've, I've been in this my whole life, but it's only – really within the last 10 years or so that I have really tried to get involved with this. And I think I can kind of see a little bit of every one of your understand, like the idea that I can come in sitting on 20 years of experience, but never actually taking it seriously. And God's still like, yeah, come on in. Like I, I get what you're talking about, Cedric, where it's, Oh, I, I don't have to come in here and grovel. Like I understand a healthy fear uh, of God and a respect for him, but, that he just opens the door and lets you in the whole prodigal son quality. Like that's intense. And then what Marcus is talking about, how this, this journey is so fast. And so in like the Lord doesn't like wait for you to do a bunch of things. He pulls you in real fast to the fold. It's all intense. Here's, here's revelation from this Bible verse. And here's this gift of the spirit. Like it happens really fast. And it's, it's a development with God. Like you said, dad, it's, it's a fast growing thing. And he, it's so unique because it's all of us. I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, if, if me and you start hanging out all the time, we will start to talk and act like each other. But if we all start spending time with God, we all start to pick up the same characteristics, the same passions, the same ideas and values. But our side of the relationship is entirely unique. We all bring something unique to the table, and that's why God wants those personal relationships because we each bring something unique to what we have with him. So I not to get super high-minded about it, but we're not the only ones benefiting from a relationship with God. He created mankind so he could be with mankind. So when we step into that moment, it's definitely the loving, gracious Father who always pulls us in, but it's also the excited bridegroom who's getting to be with another element of his bride. We're all the bride. Of course, that makes all the guys uncomfortable, but we're the bride of Christ, and it's, it's exciting for us to be allowed in, but it's exciting for him to pull us in, that he gets to be a part of us. 
Uh, Marcus, do you have anything you'd like to say as we sign off? Uh, sure. To uh, to all the newcomers to to Christ, uh, don't force it. You don't have to change yourself overnight. Uh, when I first started, I used to smoke cigarettes and cuss like a sailor. And just reading the Bible every day, getting to know God, uh, I wanted to change. So I cut all those things out yep. of my life little by little. Mm -hmm. And it just makes the transition a lot easier. Yep. You don't have to force it. He, he's patient. He's a patient God. He will wait for you. Yes, he is. And like that, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. When, when you really start spending time with God, those changes develop naturally. Just like if you were spending time with a person. I, I find it hard to believe people when they tell me they're spending a lot of time with God, but their life is not changing. It's obvious that they're not. When you start spending a lot of time with God, things do change. Dad, do you have any parting words for the folks listening at home before we go? Uh, yes, I'd like to hit just for a moment on, you've said it a couple of times, uh, spending time with God. Yes. And that's another thing. It may not be a cliche, but we, when we talk about that, uh, you, you can get the idea that you've got to go to church and be in a prayer meeting, or you can get the idea that it can be intense. And for me, some of my favorite time with mm. God is in the morning time, like 3 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I look so forward to that because I'm just talking to him. Yeah, It's just like a friend. And it's not a big, heavy, intense thing, but he talks back. And uh, to me, it's the best part. Uh, of my relationship with him is just being able to to have his attention and to know he and a lot of times I just ask him how's your day what's going on with you yeah I don't want to always talk about me I want to know what he's feeling that's good I like that Cedric anything you'd like to leave with everyone before we go I heard uh, uh, I heard someone talk about a lady that was uh, very instrumental in their life and they said that the Lord would come to them and said, I would, he, he's told her, he said, I'll come and talk to you every day because I'm lonely. Wow. And that blew my mind because I'm like, how can you be lonely when you have all of these people talking? But each, as you said, each individual person, God wants to hear from each individual person. Yep. On a personal. It's, that's huge, man. That's huge. Don't undervalue what you bring to the relationship between you and God, folks. It is, it's very special what he gives to us, but don't, don't devalue what you provide for him. There are two parts of a relationship. You're both important to each other. God loves you, you love him, and you start spending time with him and other things like that, and the phrase, your relationship with God, it will grow, it will develop, and it will benefit you and him and the body of Christ in the process. Thank you all so much for listening. Marcus, Dad, us. Cedric, thanks so much for coming in. See you later. God bless. And uh, thank you, Nick, for sitting in the corner. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to say as we leave? No, he's just waving his hand. Say something, Nick, anything. What's your favorite word? Civic. Civic? C-I-V-I-C. That's a really balanced word. It is. That's it's, why it's my favorite. I'm looking at it in my head. It's a really pretty word. And if I'm you gonna... flip the C, the second C, yeah. then you can flip it on oh. itself and it folds perfectly. Shh, man, I'm going to get on off on a tear if we keep talking about that. Wonderful. Thank you all so much for listening. Tune in next week. We'll have another group to chat with you, and God bless. Bye-bye.